Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Spotify Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Why not? Why not? Woo! No, this is not a uh, car shield commercial. It's the it's the post game. I saw that Ric Flair car shield commercial for the first time today, and that was a uh, baby. That's I thought I was dosed with LSD at the start of the game, but uh, I guess the biggest surprise is the Flyers actually kind of owning a game a little bit. Uh, they outshoot the Blues 35-28. They give up fewer than 30 shots, which is a surprise. Now listen, the uh, the Blues are in one hell of a rut right now. If it wasn't for that uh, extension just signed by uh, by Craig Berube, I'd say they are uh, very much in line for a coaching change, but I don't know if that's going to be the case for them, but I'll take it. Uh, very happy with what I'm seeing the last few nights. Uh, haven't been, listen, I'm not going to tell you I've been paying the closest attention to the Flyers, but just given like what my Twitter timeline is and my reading routine. I do keep up with the team, even when I'm more engrossed, say, in a World Series run for the Philadelphia Phillies and that sort of thing. Uh, this team keeps defying the odds. Now, 7-3-2, and two, it's not like not like they're the Bruins or the Golden Knights or anything right now, but seven wins in the first 12 games is not exactly what I was expecting, and I guess that's my question. Everyone free to comment on whatever the hell they want tonight. Uh, that's the beauty of this. It's your show. I'm just the uh, moderator of these post games. It's all about what you think. But I want to know off the bat, um, how are you evaluating this team? Have your expectations changed? Are you still like, oh, I'm just hoping for a top five pick, you know? Or are you thinking, man, we could see some playoff hockey and maybe not the worst thing in the world for a team with so many uh, young players, obviously they need high-end talent, and we're hoping that they're able to draft uh, young guys who can contribute at a high level for a long time and be the stars that this team doesn't have. But there's a lot of guys, like, just looking at the roster, they have what? If you count, I mean, yeah, Konechny and Hayes and Lawton, okay, and then uh, I guess if you count Delorier, that's four established uh, Farabee. All right, five established NHLers uh, in their in their twelve forwards that play every night. Um, Sanheim, Provorov, Ristolainen, and Braun D'Angelo. They have an NHL blue line. It's not necessarily good, but they have an NHL blue line. But for a team that we believe has some of the least talent in the league. They're finding ways to win, and learning how to win is important. Uh, Going into the third tonight, up 3-0, Blues coming off a game with the Bruins, the Flyers well-rested. I'm hoping they're able to grind it out, put them away, and they give up the goal. Uh, What was it? They give up a goal, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, yeah, 522 into the third, and it's like, all right, maybe they're going to make this a game, but... A minute 22 later, Lucas Sedlak from Sealher and Cates to, to restore the lead. Owen Tippett puts it away at the end. Big shout-out to Owen Tippett. Uh, had him to score tonight, had him over two and a half shots, and he cashed both. 
uh, with 1921 gone in the third. So thank you to Owen Tippett for that. Also had uh, also had Wade Allison who came through in the first. So a nice start and finish to the game for my bank account. Uh, pushed on that over, which is nice as well. So wait, uh, Owen Tippett came up huge for us. Um, but how are we evaluating this team? What, uh, w- when we watch, are we still like, I wish they were tanking? Or are we just kind of let the chips fall as they may and playoff hockey won't be the worst thing in the world? So let's hear from you uh, as we get into this thing. Uh, let's lead it off with our boy, Nikki Hall. What's up tonight, Nikki? Hey, Bill, how's it going? Very well. Um, I'm not going to lie, a little bummed, but not about tonight, but, you know, still recovering from, you know what I mean. But tonight, tonight was great. Um, uh, what can I say? I think, honestly, you know what? I really am appreciating Torts' mindset of we bench somebody, put someone else in. That sets a fire under that that player's ass. Rinse and repeat. I think if he could continue to do that and now slowly get the team rolling, get the ball rolling, if that, hopefully that's what we need. I'm not sure if it will work 100%. I know it's not foolproof, but I mean, Risto didn't look terrible tonight. Risto was Risto. Uh, he made some plays out there. It's, uh, man, it's just a shame that that the coach isn't the one in charge of evaluating the talent. Cause I think he knows Ristolainen is just a guy and whether you, you like Ristolainen or not, you know, that just a guy isn't someone you give a five-year contract to. No, not at all. And I think, I'm not sure if that's just because of um, the fact that it was before Torch came in that Fletcher had signed Risto to that massive contract that we know he didn't deserve. And the fact that I don't really feel that he fits in Torch's system, especially with how he's been playing, like, you know, it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, if Torch had been here sooner, would Risto have still gotten that contract? Yeah, I think I think the front office still, like, the general manager is going to operate separately. Ristolainen's a guy who Chuck Fletcher coveted. He gave up the first-round pick and more for him they didn't trade him at the deadline not trading him at the deadline meant they were going to resign him that's maybe in a perfect world john tortorella comes in and goes yo you, this guy's not very good but I, I don't know if he does that even even if he's hired before the contract i don't know if john tortorella comes in on day 1 and starts making you know front office decisions for this team i mean i not i wouldn't expect i wouldn't expect him to do that I mean, I don't know. it's just something I think about. Like, yeah, know, yeah. The team, the team itself is finding ways to win, and hey, I can appreciate it. Like, yeah, the overtime loss to New York was eh, and I know Toronto's well, Toronto, and you know, Sens are the Sens. Kind of low key wish with the they, the Drew didn't get his three hundred against us, but I mean, it is what it is. Ah, good for him. Yeah, for real. Um, you know, Sandra didn't look too terrible tonight either, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's more po- plenty of positive takeaway from this game, but yeah, that's that was one of the things that I was kind of like, I wanted to ask Bill, see what he's. I was like, I wonder what he he would probably have to say as far as all that goes, because I'm seeing like, oh, Risto, if he had this big contract, you know, what in what alternate reality do we see? Oh, instead of signing him to a big contract, we just trade him or get something out of him, like. Yeah, you know. that's the if they 
if they trade trading him at the deadline last year was the move. If they don't do that, then you know they're going to do everything they can to re-sign him because you gave up a first-round pick and more for him. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully they just improve the blue line enough that they have a way overpriced third-pair defenseman. Uh, well, I guess that's one way to put it. But yeah, thanks for doing these as always. That's really all I got tonight. Well, thanks for joining me, Nikki. Appreciate your uh, input as always. Uh, let's get to who was next. I think Patrick Reed Miller is next. What's up tonight, Patrick? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Long time no see. Very well. How are you tonight? I'm good. I guess to answer your question, I guess I'm at the point where like we might as well just ride this thing out because in the back of my head, I'm like, these assholes are going to make the wild card somehow, even though I want yep. them to like utterly tank. <laughs> I might as well just That's enjoy good. it. The thing is, we have no control over it, and with the level of hockey we've seen over the last couple of years, as much as we know in the long term, you know, a top five, top three pick is the best thing for this team, it doesn't seem like they're going to be that bad, so why not at least try and make, you know, this season somewhat interesting from a game-to-game perspective? Yeah, it just it just makes you wonder. Like, I liked Vigneault. For like what that first season, it makes you wonder. I wonder what the scene would have been like, like when we had all we had when that if we had Tortorella before like that whole ESPN deal. I wonder how that team would have performed. Yeah, I I don't want to like the team turned on Vigneault quickly, but I don't want to undersell how well you know they played great hockey from you know January up until the stoppage, and then they win a playoff round for the first time. You know, they won the uh, the play-in tournament and all that. They win a playoff round. Uh, they go to seven against uh, the Isles. Like, I don't want to undersell how good that was for a time. Now, it didn't last, uh, but it was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, it was. But uh, I guess from tonight, it kind of looks like uh, the man we – always complain about somehow GK looks like uh, maybe, maybe he's going to lead the team in goals by the end of the season. Five on the year. TK will be the statistical leader on this team, which kind of gets me to the point I may, I've been making about him is he's a really good player. It's just like in a perfect world on a team that's contending for a Stanley cup, he's a nice piece on your second line. If he's your best player, your ceiling isn't that high. And that's not his, like, that's not a TK problem. That's a complete lack of talent everywhere else problem. But for right now, they're winning. So it's cool. And we love TK when they're winning. That's the way it's been since he got here. Oh, yeah. I was just, that shot was just refreshing to see just him to go go to the right, shoot left, and just go in. Instead of him just firing at the net, hoping it goes in, which he did last season, because it was like he felt snake bitten. I'm just like, all right, this is the Travis connecting. I was hoping to come back for this this time around, and I'm I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I want to see TK do well, whether it's with this team or as a potential trade piece, whatever. Whatever the future holds, I, I'm not looking too much into the future because, like I said, I, I have no idea how this season's going to play out. I'm just kind of enjoying it game to game now. They won tonight. That's cool. He's going to be a big part of it. He's their most talented forward uh, of everyone they have. I guess Joel Farabee might push him in that regard. Maybe some young guys come up. But Travis Konechny is their most gifted forward and probably their most gifted player other than Carter Hart. 
I want to see him succeed. I, I've been a fan of his since you know they drafted him. It's nice to see him when he's on his game. Yeah, and I guess I'll end it on this. Uh, I guess, I guess right now we'll be on like wait and see where this team ends up because I feel like the measuring stick where we come Thanksgiving is coming up, and then then we'll really have to see what happens for the uh, annual after Christmas Disney on Ice road trip, maybe. So yeah. I guess we'll hold fast at this point and enjoy the ride while we can, Bill. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. There. Uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Patrick. Yeah. That the quarter of the season marks coming up, American Thanksgiving's coming up. That's kind of where you take that step back and go, okay, what have they done to this point? That must be who they actually are. So far, it's it's better than we expected. Some young guys stepping up. Like, look at the goal scores tonight. You know, we're talking about Travis Konechny. He got his fifth. He had a couple of points. Uh, Noah Cates gets a goal. Good for Lucas Sedlak getting his first. And then Oa Tippett comes through with his third on an assist from TK. Uh, good stuff all around from this team. You know, Wade Allison gets that first one. So we're And that's his third of the season. We're starting to see these young guys – uh, maybe grow into their roles, and as much as as much as the coach might criticize certain players, he also gives them opportunity. You know, he criticizes Wade Allison, but he, he also puts him on the second line and plays him over 16 minutes tonight. Uh, when you see Morgan Frost only playing 10 minutes, yeah, it, it means he believes in what he wouldn't criticize Wade Allison if he thought Wade Allison didn't have more to give, you know. And when you see him step up and score and contribute on that second line, it's it's a good sign because these guys, no, none of them are stars. None of them are the pieces they need to contend for a cup. Uh, but they are they are going to be guys who contribute to this team, you know, key second and third and fourth line pieces. It's cool that they're maybe better than we thought coming into the year, or at least living up to expectations. Let's go to Jeff Walberg. Jeff Walberg, you're live. Hey, Bill, you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. What's up, Jeff? Oh, you, uh, can you hear me? I have you, yes. Okay, sorry about that. Uh I'll be quick. I just thought two things I wanted to bring up. First, bit of a joke, but I'm pretty sure now that Obey Kubel is for Capitals, um, they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. So maybe I'll just put like 100 bucks on that because that, the, the hockey guys are kind of funny like that. Is he maybe he's maybe he's the new Pat Maroon where he right. just he just he goes and plays on a fourth line somewhere, takes a bunch of penalties and wins a cup. Right, and he'll and he'll drop the cup or do something else like ridiculous again. Like he's just that type of guy. I don't know, but I can see it happening, and you know I'm kind of okay with it because I don't think the Flyers are really in contention for it. So oh yeah, the Flyers aren't going to win the Stanley Cup. Like, but you know what, man? As much as I'm still down on the overall uh, ceiling for this team. God, if I didn't think the Phillies weren't going to make it to the World Series either, and yet I it mean, happens. So I guess stupid shit happens all the time. Sports are crazy. I mean, it's like I, I yeah. always look at the very end of the season whenever the teams that are starting to heat up. I mean, they're the ones to really look out for because they're clicking at the right time. And that's kind of like what happened with the Phillies too. So, you know, you just never know. And hockey is such a crazy sport. It's a long season. Who knows, really? I mean, we we could – make playoffs if we continue 
to get the right things sort of clicking for us. And, and to answer your question in the beginning, how do you evaluate this team? I think obviously like all the commentators have said, Hart's just been amazing. And I feel even bad for Sandstrom too, because the only losses are with him. I think only regulation losses were with him. And um, he, he's been playing pretty good too. So like, we have enough people who are kind of doing the right things at the right time, and it's just enough to help us win games. So I've been enjoying watching it, and I'm going to enjoy watching the rest of the season, and I encourage all the fans to just just root for the team, you know? Like, yeah. that's, that's the fun about this. We're not supposed to win the Cup every year. Like, let's get over it. Root for your team. And I'll leave it there. Jeff, to your point, you got it. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, a couple of points there I want to touch on. Jeff made first of all, shout out, uh, way to go, Field Sandstrom, getting your first career win, uh, shutting the door on a Blues team that yeah they've lost what seven in a row now. They're playing bad hockey, but they have some guys who can light the fucking lamp, uh, and they had plenty of opportunities. He you know bunch of posts and stuff tonight, but you need luck in this sport. Uh, and he got it. He also made some really, really nice saves. I think Felix Sandstrom ultimately is a nice backup. Uh, maybe he becomes a starter down the line or something. I don't think he's like a franchise goalie or anything, but maybe he can just be a nice backup. And for a team that one believes it has a franchise goalie in Carter Hart and two, is going to be up against the cap for the foreseeable future. They're going to spend to the cap. They have a bunch of dumb contracts that are going to keep them against the cap, whether they go out and get guys or not, you know, the way this team spends, all of that. You're going to need to not spend on backup goal. It's it's a big deal just in terms of team building, not spending money on backup goalie. And if he's a homegrown product that can come in 20, 25 times a year and give you a chance to win, that's huge. Now, this is his first career win. Uh, it's his first chance this season, maybe ever, definitely this season, not on the back end of a back-to-back, uh, you know, tired team. It's not like they're the most talented team. So he hasn't really had a bunch of opportunities to notch W's. Uh, but a really good effort tonight, and he gets that win. Uh, also, if this team actually sucks like we thought it did coming into the season, that will bear out over 82 games, and they'll be in the basement vying in the lottery It's in some way. Maybe not as uh, the odds that we wanted, but still vying for a good lottery pick. Uh, if they're better than we thought, fuck it. You know, crazy stuff can happen in the playoffs. I know the way it's played out for this team when they just kind of sneak in, get in in the last day or whatever for the last decade or so. Yeah, they lose in the first round in six. What did you expect? But, you know, maybe they're that kind of team with this coach and potentially an excellent goaltender in Carter Hart that could actually make a run. Also want to speak to this point in the comments because I've seen it for a few minutes now from uh, Johnny Dyer. Anybody else feel like Morgan Frost has solidified himself as just the guy? Yeah. I mean, I want to still think Morgan Frost had more to, has more to offer. His only two goals of the season came in the opener against the Devils on October 13th. He had three points in the first three games, picked up an assist on that uh, in that Tampa game. And all zeros in the points column since. Uh, He's just, I can't imagine he's a 
part of the future in any meaningful way. I, still a lot of season left. We're not even we're not even a quarter into this year, and he's still young enough that maybe he can show you something. But I just, yeah, not not all that hopeful. Uh, let's go to Max Wind. Max Wind, you're live on the post game. Hit that unmute unmute again one time, Max. There you go. Bill. Yeah, I got you. How are you? I'm very well. So first, first and foremost, like it's okay to have your goalie be your star of the team. Absolutely, yeah. He's if if Carter Hart's going to give you, obviously, he's not going to like break the save percentage record this year, probably. But if he's just your best player, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not at all. And like we Especially don't have Nathan awesome. McKinnon, we don't have a Kale McCarr, or Connor McDavid, but we do have a Carter Hart. And like we've always thought about like Carter being really good, and I test he looks really good, but he used to always get all these like backdoor tap-ins on him all day long because our defense sucked. And right now, Torts has got the team playing defensively a little bit different. It's definitely a little bit more collapsive than I would like to see. However, at the end of the day, we don't get backdoor tap-ins all the time. And if he knows that he doesn't get a backdoor tap-in, then he can actually square up and be our best player. And that's what we need him to be right now. Yeah, if he's going to be this team's best player uh, and they just give him a chance... Well, that's all you can ask. You know, this defense, they don't give up the A++ opportunities that they did. They still give up way too many shots. They cut down on that a little tonight. Uh, But, you know, it's not like the Blues are a a great offensive team right now or anything. Uh, But they they cut down on the opportunities, the chances directly in the slot, the odd man rushes, all that stuff, and just give your goalie a chance to make the saves he's supposed to make. You can win games 2-1, 3-1. And they really are pushing everything out to the outside. Like, that's the one thing that tonight is a team in shambles right now. You look at, like, roster, like, formation of the Blues is terrible right now. I mean, they've got Braden Shen as their second-line center. And, like, at the end of the day, I'm still happy with Farabee over Shen. Oh, yeah. So, like, I just, and then just their, de- if- their defense is an absolute joke. Like, Bertuzzo was, like, a mix in, like – six seven eight defender be when they won the cup but now he like has to play a role on their third slash second deep air so like they're not a good team and we got to watch them like actually play towards his system against a team that was inferior in my opinion and and kind of see how like all of the shots are from the outside and sandstrom was slow getting across to like block any anything that was coming like east to west in the offensive zone so we get to watch them like keep everything to the outside and 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 actually like, our backup goalie won a game. Like that's cool. Yeah, it's I mean, it's the first non-Carter Hart win. It's it's Felix Sandstrom's first victory of his career. Good for this team. Uh taking How is it his first a, victory a lowly, of the year though? Uh, it's okay. it's his ninth it's his ninth career start. It's the first time he started this year. Yeah, but like not so, on the tail end of back to backs. Bill, you or I could get one in ten. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I could. I could stop a few lacrosse shots. Uh, hockey okay, goalie yeah. was never my thing. 
Uh, yeah, but no, like uh, eight, eight, eight they're not a good defensive team. To your point, out, so. <laughs> yeah, like that's the last year hardly counts because they're one of the worst defensive teams that I ever saw fucking play. And this year Dude. they've just kind of cut down on those high end chances. The Yandel Flamingo into a slide <laughs> to make it look like a dive it needs to be a meme. Like it, it would just break falling the down. Yeah, <laughs> him falling down, but like making it look like he's trying to stick it out of the way, but not successfully. Yeah. So how are you? Uh, how are you evaluating this team, Max? Like, do you, are you hoping they make the playoffs now? Like, what do you think? What's your curve you're grading this team on right now? So I think they're actually kind of fucking with the front office right now. Because realistically, realistically, I think the, the front office was like, we're going to suck and we're going to figure out who has drive that can actually be in our bottom six. And then we're going we're gonna to try and get a really high 23 draft pick. And I don't think they necessarily want one or one, two or three, but I think they want four, five, six, seven a lot. And so I think right now the front office looks at it and they, they're just like, I don't know what to do. Like this team, we're getting dangerously close to U.S. Thanksgiving. And U.S. Thanksgiving is like there's a 70% chance that you make the playoffs if you're in playoff position at U.S. Thanksgiving. And right now with a Flyers record at the end of the day, they're pretty darn close to that. And it's scary a little bit for the, for the front office. And scary for us as fans because we know this team is trash. We know this team has, like, absolutely gotten murdered by every single analytic that you could come up with. But at the end of the day, Carter Hart has been our superstar. He is, he is our, our McDavid, if you will. And we're here now. And I think the front office is just, like, realistically going to, like, take a look going forward. And how do I evaluate it? I'm pretty concerned because – I think I think our front office is going to try and like add a couple of pieces that are unnecessary and waste some assets, <laughs> and it's then we're we're going to end up missing by one because I think that's the true talent level of the team is like yeah we're going to miss by one. Yeah, I feel you, Max, and it would be very them to uh, waste some assets. Thanks for jumping in tonight. Um, Right now, 12 and list 12, which means they have 70 games to go, if my math is right, and it might not be. Uh, they're in the first wild card spot. They're 7 3 and 2 with 16 points. <laughs> they are a point up on the 7 4 and 1 Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a point up on the 7 5 and 1 Florida Panthers. I. <laughs> And the Rangers are six, five, and three. The Rangers have not been good at all. They only have uh, fifteen points as well. So uh, it, it, it'll probably even out. They're probably playing. The results have been better than the way they've played for the most part. But they've also the last couple of games maybe started to look a little better um, than they had in the first ten. So. Uh, who the fuck knows what this team is? Let's go to Thomas St. Hilaire. What's up tonight, Thomas? Hey, Bill. I just uh, how are you tonight? I'm I'm doing great. Long time listener, but first time uh, first time caller. So um, I, I want to say to to answer your first question, I would say that 
I don't, I don't know if I believe in this team, but I'm encouraged, not just because of like the performance of Carter Hart, but also Travis Konechny. He's on pace for like 95 points or something ridiculous right now. Um, I don't know what, what your thoughts are, of what you've seen from TK. Yeah, TK has – he's been more like the TK that we loved. Uh, ultimately, I don't think he's – more than like a 75 80 point guy i don't think he's a star uh in a perfect world he's a third he's your third best guy on your fourth line or he's an awesome piece on your second line or third best piece on your first line or a great player on your second line but on a team like this where somebody has to score he has stepped up someone has to get these points for them to win games and he's doing it that's that's a credit to him uh i didn't know how he would react to uh, to Tortorella as a coach. I didn't know how he'd react to a team without many veteran leaders uh, ahead of him. But right now, through 12 games, everything you could ask for from TK. Yeah, I would almost say my, my biggest concern would be, <laughs> I think, what other people have just vocalized, the uh, the team doing so well that it almost validates the, the front office's uh, yep. decision-making. Yeah. yeah, that's the... I'm okay with them winning, but it's Chuck Fletcher like at some point taking a victory lap that's going to make me sick. <laughs> like, no, this team, this team still isn't good. Like, they have a zero point zero percent chance of actually winning the Stanley Cup. But like, if they make the playoffs, uh... I thought this was going to be a fucking dumpster fire. So I-, I won't be able to take like Chuck Fletcher contract extension. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. On that and note, that, that's all that's I got. What... But. That's what we're on the road to, but thanks a lot. Thanks for jumping in. Hope to hear from you more in the future. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to like what you're seeing out of TK right now. Uh, I like the way he got the puck to Owen Tippett in the third there. He already got his goal, TK. Game's over, and he just goes, here you go, kid. Uh, grip it and rip it, and Tippett did. Uh, tip it and rip it? Is that what we're going to call it? Let's uh, let's go to let's see here. Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, real real quick before I talk about hockey, I'm on a work trip right now, and I'm in Houston, and my hotel room oh. is looking directly into Minute Maid Park, and I want to take a piss off of the roof of this building, <laughs> all over this place. There's still streamers and confetti all over the streets from the parade yesterday. I hate it here. I cannot wait to leave this That's, godforsaken city. Um, <laughs> Adam, I'm like, I'm not, de- I'm not devastated that the Phillies didn't win because they were never good enough, I, and I'm ultimately know, proud that I they got there. But if I had to I look know. at it, if I had to look at it, that would kill me. So it's like, if you're going to oh. take that piss, make sure there's no yeah. cancer. That's what I'll say about public urination. Don't fear do enough. <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm almost kind of like scared to let the hockey gods know I'm having fun watching the Flyers <laughs> right now. Like right. I don't want them to hear me. Um, I don't want them to know I'm having a good time because I don't want them to take it away from me. I feel like at any minute now it's it's going to break because that's what we've been conditioned to think for the past couple of years, you know. Um, yeah, obviously. Like, you know, we're we're enjoying something and then a player gets hurt, uh, any number of things go wrong. Like, it's that's the way it is gone. That said, the luck has to break at some point, doesn't it? You would think. 
If you, you, would, you know, if, if that roulette table keeps hitting red at some point, it's got to hit black. Like it's not <laughs> gambler's right, fallacy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I think this year, and I think, you know, maybe I want to touch it on a couple points that Max was saying. The thing that's most noticeable to me is their defensive structure looks completely different. You know, the way, um, the team's kind of layering in front of those shots and they're giving up some high danger chances and they're giving up a ton of shots, but they're not, they're not giving them as much as they were last year. And the look of it, the the feel of it looks a little bit differently, particularly the second shot after, you know, we saw Sandstrom tonight, you saw it a little bit, but particularly in front of Carter Hart, Carter Hart will make a save that he should make and, you know, many, many more that he shouldn't, as we see the the stats say. But it's it's after they make the save and they get the puck away. They weren't doing that a lot last year. So I, I think getting it out of the front after that initial shot has led them to like hang on as much as they are. Which is cool to Definitely. see. Definitely. We've seen we've seen a bunch of uh, second chance opportunities. One of the things Hart has had to work on and still needs to work on somewhat is rebound control, even when he makes that first save. But the defense has been there to uh, to clear the front a lot, and that's that's just being part of the Tortorella hard to play against. Like clearing guys out in the porch, yeah, that's huge. Clearing loose pucks out is just as big a deal, so dudes don't get those second and third chance opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely like way way more noticeable. Um, love the way TK is playing right now. Uh, he's really feeling it. So happy to see that. Uh, again, to touch on something Max said, I think it was Max anyway. Like Morgan Frost is just—you don't even notice him on the ice. It's unbelievable. I didn't. I looked at the I looked at the stat sheet, and when I saw he played ten minutes tonight, I was like, "Oh, really?" I thought it was <laughs> going to be like six. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to say like six. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember seeing him once. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's brutal. It's brutal. He is he definitely not part of long term plan for him. Yeah, mm, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing, I, I had another point now. I forget what it was. Um, Tippett and Allison look fantastic. Uh, they're starting to get really creative, and Tippett's starting to get that. You know really dialed in on uh, some of his shots. Hopefully that continues. Um, I, I think these guys really, really need to give heart and effort like they gave Sandstrom tonight. They have to play in front of him as hard as they did tonight and owe him a ton <laughs> for how he's been backing this team up. And I hope they do that for him in the next game. Again, some of these stinkers that are coming up in the schedule, they should give him a dominant performance as well. I would love to see it, and uh, thanks a lot, Adam. Appreciate you dropping in tonight. Uh, it's the way the goaltending has played for this team. Yeah, you just want to see it for them. You know, it's obviously some of us are still dealing with that. Well, ultimately, I'd rather see them lose. Yes, but when you're getting the effort out of some guys, you kind of just want to see that rewarded by everyone else. We're in a real weird spot here. Uh, again, only. Only 12 games in, uh, but Thanksgiving, the 20-game mark, all that stuff, those uh, those benchmarks along the way will be here before we know it, and we might be looking at a team right now, you know, in, in the playoff picture. So maybe they stay there another two weeks. Uh, let's go to 69. What's up, Mr. 60? 
Hey, Bill. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, fun to, like, cheer for this team, like, night in and night out. Like, obviously, long term, we all understand it's, like, better off to lose right now. But, I mean, it, it is fun watching, like, winning hockey after last year. And those just might not be the cards we were dealt. Like, this just might not be a tank team. Um, if they're going to put it on Allison and Tippett and some of the – Kate's a bunch of these young guys – and they're better than expected, then it's just not going to be a tank team, and we have to deal with that. Yeah, speaking of better than expected, Kevin Hayes, 12 points in 12 games. I mean, he does look a lot slower than when he first came to the Flyers, and it kind of like reminds me of like when the Flyers got that uh, year with uh, Yager, where he was just so yeah. big and just yes. kept everyone away from the puck, and like he was just making high IQ, smart plays with the puck. I mean, Kevin Hayes, I don't want to say he's like a shell of himself, like physically, but like, I don't know if he's like fully over the injuries or anything like that, but man, he's having a pretty good year. Yeah, that's uh, like when he got here, I was, especially that first year, all the game winning goals and the shorthanded goals, like he didn't look fast, but also like he'd get a loose puck in the neutral zone and then suddenly the the defender would be three steps behind him and you're like I guess he's winning these races <laughs> uh, and we're not seeing that but we are seeing the good passing like you said the smart plays with the puck the ability to protect the puck and while you want to see a guy at his physical peak for as long as possible if he's this for like the majority of the duration of his contract you can work with this if he stays at this level uh, at least then you know you can get a guy who can produce some points uh, and give you some help in that regard. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, also, I'm not a math guy, but I, I think we have like, what, 20 to $22 million in injured reserve right now. Um, man, could you imagine if we had that allocated to maybe like three, four players into this lineup? Yeah, I mean... Like a Johnny Gaudreau... Vincent Trocek and like maybe another like second pair defenseman. I mean, if they didn't sign Risto, I mean, you could have brought back uh, G Johnny Gaudreau, Trocek and a defenseman for what we're paying Ellis Couturier and uh, JVR. It's, it's a real, I fucking totally forgot about JVR. (laughs) I I completely (laughs) forgot about, I was just like in my mind, in my mind, thinking about like, okay, who's not in the lineup? Like, obviously, Couturier and Ellis and Atkinson's been hurt. And oh, Atkinson, too. I forgot about yeah, him. Oh, my completely God. blanked on JVR. <laughs> it's even more than that. It might be like 27 million, but yeah. Yeah, they wow. got that's all of their, like, all of the vet, all the guys who make money basically are hurt. Holy cow, man. I mean, could you imagine if we had like a, another like center, like a capable second line center, like not even like a first line guy. Like if we had a capable second line center and like one more decent defenseman, man, this team actually could make the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're right there right now. Uh, maybe they get a couple of those guys back. Maybe they do make a trade at some point. Uh, not the smartest idea to move no. any assets probably, but uh, n- House nothing money, this team just let us ride. Is, yeah. Nothing this team does is smart. So they'll probably do it at some point. And yeah, house uh, money, Bill, that's what I like to hear. Last thing, uh, comment on the uh, chicken guy and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Uh, you got it. Thanks a lot. 60. Um, 
I knew nothing of of the guy who was eating a rotisserie chicken every day for 40 days. And then I guess it was Sunday. He, he ate the last one in front of a huge crowd. I know nothing about him. Uh, what a uniquely Philly thing, you know, for a town that would fill up a professional arena at 5 a.m. every year and watch people eat wings as a, uh, <laughs> as a variety of characters would uh, show up in various states of undress. I can't think of anything more Philly than a dude just going, yeah, I'm going to eat a fucking rotisserie chicken behind the Walmart. And, you know, dozens of people showing up to cheer him on and him becoming a social media star. I just, what a town. Uh, It is is a great privilege to be a part of uh, the sports talk uh, scene in this town and get to live the life I do. Um, and it's because of dumb shit like that, that really makes it unique from, from anywhere else. Uh, Nikki, Nikki wants to get back in. He's been hanging a while. So let's get to Nikki and then wrap things up. What's up? Um, now we're, so we kind of are on the topic on, of the IR. Um, what are we doing? What, what's the lineup going to look like when, and if Coots and Atkinson get back? Uh, I, uh, I have no idea about Couturier and I'm operating, I'm operating under the assumption that if he gets back, it's very late in this season. Atkinson, I think you just bump, I mean, you could bump Frost. That's why they've tried Kate's at center a few different times. I just, one of the, one of the forwards who don't contribute, you know, Zach McEwen didn't make the team out of camp. Maybe it's him, uh, you know. Tanner Lazinski, you know, he's been okay, but he's only playing 10 minutes a night. I think Atkinson just drops in, someone else drops down in the lineup, and then one of the guys who aren't really a major factor come out. Okay. Um, do you think that we would be making any possible moves before the deadline or probably around the deadline? And what do you think? <sighs> just back unless there's unless there's another injury, uh I'd be surprised just because they need to evaluate these guys. Like Allison, Cates, Tippett, these are Far- – Farabee even coming back and being as young as he is. These are guys I want to see get all of the playing time imaginable. You could always bring up a you know, some of the Phantoms, Forster, Wisdom, whoever's down there, uh, Desnoyers, whatever. Um I just want to see the in-house guys get opportunity because this isn't a team that unless something dramatic happens, unless Carter Hart, you know, in January still has a 930 plus save percentage, this isn't a team that's actually going anywhere. Uh, but I just, I can't imagine they make another move, especially a significant one, unless we have, one or multiple more big injuries. That's the thing that's kind of like, like with the whole Bellows signing and all that, that was kind of something that kind of made me scratch my head. I'm just like, cause you know, when they bring somebody in that kind of like, I don't know if it's just, if it's just me, but it's like, I'm that low key makes me think like, is one, like we know that Ellis is done. Like we know he's done completely like period. I don't think he plays another hockey game again, unless you know, some miracle happens, but like, you not know, not here. I can't imagine. 
not here, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, especially with our injuries with Coots and Atkinson, like you know, bringing in another forward, it's like, what is that? What's that going to mean for them? What's that going to mean for the guys that are already up here? Like you know, like you said, Kate's Kate is actually doing not terrible. Like he's he's done good out of camp, and you know, he looks like he could belong on one of the top three lines the way he's been playing. Noah Cates, I think, is a great, uh, nice third-line piece. He's uh, he's an Oscar Lindblom who skates a little better. That's what I th- that's what I expect out of Noah Cates. Uh, I don't think he's going to light up the score sheet, but he can score a little for you, and is just in the right place. I think he's a he's a type of player that a, a coach, whether it's Tortorella or whoever, really appreciates because they work hard and they don't fuck up much, and they have a little more offense than you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Now, say we do can, can say we just hypothetically we can continue this. Do you think that we see ourselves as maybe like a bubble playoff team if we do end up making the postseason? We just um, I still like. I just don't think this team has the talent to actually get in. I expect, like I, I mentioned earlier, like Tampa's in the second wild card right now. Florida's a point behind them. The Rangers are a point behind them. Washington's two points behind them. Pittsburgh's only got 10 points. I can't, uh, Columbus has been absolutely freaking horrible. I can't imagine that the Flyers continue winning at the rate they are and these teams continue losing at the rate they are. But this is a dumb fucking sport, man. Like, it's basically pinball out there. If you get good goaltending and a few bounces, maybe they could just be in this wild card spot they're in right now. Uh, they're only a point behind the freaking Carolina Hurricanes. That's that's how ridiculous this season has been to this point. Uh, so uh, it's possible. Ultimately, no, I, I don't think they're that good, but we see bad teams get in a lot. No, no, I know. It's just the only reason I ask that is because, like, you know, we've seen, you know, I know it's different for with the Phillies. It's like we saw, we thought that, you know, thankfully Milwaukee can't leapfrog a team to save their life, but, like, you know. I just kind of would wonder if it would be like a fun playoff run for the Flyers, like it was with the Phillies. Like I don't expect That's, us to go all the way to the cup, but like it's a great question, Nikki, and thanks a lot. I'll wrap up with that. Um obviously with the team winning more than we expect, they're in playoff position at this very moment. We're coming off a a baseball team making a run to the World Series that was unlikely. Uh the thing I'll say is the Phillies weren't supposed to start 22 and 29 and be as bad as they were. Uh, they weren't as good as the Braves or the Mets or the Dodgers, but they weren't as supposed they weren't supposed to be as bad as they were to start. Um, it was much more likely they got into the playoffs than the Flyers preseason. Uh, but the goaltender is the great eraser, and if Carter Hart continues to look not just like a number one, because I think we can say what we've seen out of Carter Hart to start his career. Yeah, he's a starter in this league. Um, if he's actually a franchise goalie, if he's a dude you set out, set it and forget it, that sort of starter, you count on him to win you games, they could make a run. Uh, but I'm not counting on such a thing at this point. But you know what? Why not? Uh, why not just think about Maybe we're gonna get something we don't expect after, you know, twelve games. They're seven, three, and two. That's way better than we expected to this point. So 
maybe it continues for another 70. All right, that is all the time I have for you on the Flyers, Broad Street Hockey, Spotify Live, however many uh, you know, descriptors I'm going to put on this thing, how many titles it's going to get. Uh, Post game tonight, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Appreciate everyone who uh, joined in in the chat, called in, all that stuff. Listens on the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, it's awesome. So thanks a lot for that. Uh, for everyone who hasn't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content like this uh, post game you're listening to right now, as well as the flagship show BSH Radio. There's Flyperbole, Kelly's pregame shows, the checking out the competition, and so much more as the season moves on. You won't regret it. Uh, give us a five star review after you subscribe too. That's great. All right. So for uh, well myself because I'm doing this one solo. Thanks a lot, and uh, have a great week, everybody.